Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Oh. 
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening. We have you all in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. And this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, you can give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the show live there. I just looked at it before I came on the air, and there are over 1,700 live shows on Blog Talk Radio at this hour, and my show has consistently been on the first few pages of that website. So you'll find this show tonight on page one of that website out of eight uh, 1,700 shows. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. There are 10 shows per page on that website, and you will consistently find this radio show and the show on Thursday and Friday night on pages 1 through 4 of that website. What a blessing. Or you can send me your emails to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com and just let me know if you're listening to the broadcast tonight. Or you can give me a call to the Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating a congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, folks, get out your Bibles and stand along with us here on What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Before we go into our program for this evening, I would ask that you would bow with me in a word of prayer that we may thank God for this opportunity. Our most kind, gracious, loving, heavenly Father, the Father of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to go through the various activities of the day and placing it on our hearts that we are on this broadcast and we are prepared now to present a portion of your holy and divine word. Father, we pray that you will be with my special guest speaker, Kenneth Spence, and my co-host, Isa Mullins, as they break into our listeners the bread of life. And also my special guest in the community corner, Elvis Gordon, as he serves our community with his, with his various talents and gifts to uplift our neighbors. We pray that you will bless all of them and their families that support their efforts as well. Father, we pray that you will be with our listeners who are tuning in to this radio broadcast via Blog Talk Radio as well as through social media. We pray that they may listen well, that they may consider their eternal stance before you, and that their hearts may be pricked, and it will cause them to ask the question, what must I do to be saved? Father, we thank you so much for sending the only begotten Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, to die such a cruel death on Calvary's cross. We recognize that without such a sacrifice, we will not have a hope of eternal life. Father, even now, we ask you to forgive us for the transgressions of our own heart. We know our flesh is weak. And we often fall short of thy will. Father, we pray that you will continue to bless us and keep us and love us all the days of our lives. And if we have been faithful until death, Father, we pray that you will save us. For it's in Christ's name we do ask it all. Amen. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. In the first segment of the broadcast, my special guest speaker is Kenneth Spence. He serves as the evangelist with the Camden Church of Christ there in Camden, New Jersey. He'll be making his proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And in the community corner segment, my special guest is Elvis Gordon. He works with the Anytime Fitness as a 
fitness trainer there, Anytime Fitness in Fayetteville, North Carolina. Looking forward to talking to him in the community corner. And then to close out the show, my co-host, Isa Mullins. He serves the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. He'll be making this proclamation of the gospel of Christ to close out the show. So open up your Bibles and open your minds, and let's have a great show. After the break, the next voice you'll be that of my special guest speaker, Kenneth Spence. Enjoy the show. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. It ain't easy. No. Sometimes it gets hard down here, Lord. Sometimes it gets rough. So rough, so rough. Sometimes Has anybody been lonely all by yourself? Has anybody been sad, broken hearted and sad? Have you even been met? You had to cry all night long. Do it. 
Listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my special guest speaker, Kenneth Spence, and his subject, Choosing Your Identity. Amen. Amen. I appreciate you, uh, Brother Stephen B., for uh, uh, just the invitation to share from the Word of God uh, here on this show. Um, always a blessing. I've uh, tuned in intermittently over the, the years and just been ever so blessed by every program uh, that Stevie B Productions does. Uh, the hardest working man in acapella gospel radio. Amen. Um, uh, certainly, to all those who are listening, I bring you greetings of grace and peace and glad tidings from the Camden Church as well as from the Spence family, praying that you are having a blessed evening, a blessed end of the year. Um, And certainly I hope that you would have your Bibles. We're going to be examining Numbers chapter 13, Numbers chapter 13. I'm going to be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, um, quite similar in its emphasis uh, to the King James. Um, um, And just want to read to you the entirety of the chapter, and then we're going to walk through it briefly to grab an understanding that I pray will bless you during this season right now. Numbers chapter 13, beginning at verse number one, the Bible says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. From each of their ancestral tribes, you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. So Moses sent them from the wilderness of Paran, according to the command of the Lord all of them leading men among the Israelites. These were their names from the tribe of Reuben, Shemua, son of Zakor, from the tribe of Simeon, Shaphat, son of Hori, from the tribe of Judah, Caleb, the son of Jephunhi, from the tribe of Issachar, Igal, son of Joseph, from the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea, the son of Nun, from the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, son of Raphu, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, son of Sodi, from the tribe of Joseph, that is, from the tribe of Manasseh, Gadi, son of Susi, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, son of Gamali, from the tribe of Asher, Sethor, son of Mikael, or Michael, from the tribe of Nephtali, Nabi, son of Vosi, and from the tribe of Gad, Geuel, son of Maki. These were the names of the men whom Moses sent to spy out the land. Twelve spies and all, I added that in there. And Moses changed the name of Hoshea, son of Nun, to Joshua. Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, Go up there into the Negev and go up into the hill country and see what the land is like and whether the people who live in it are strong or weak, whether they are few or many, whether the land they live in is good or bad and whether the towns that they live in are walled or fortified, and whether the land is rich or poor, and whether there are trees in it or not. Be bold and bring some of the fruit from the land. Now it was the season of the first ripe grapes. So they went up and spied out the land from the wilderness of Zin to Rehob near Lebo Hamath. They went up into the Negev and came to Hebron 
and Ahiman and Sheshai and Talmai and the Anakites were there. Hebron was built seven years before Zoran in Egypt. And they came to Wadi Eshkol, or the Valley of Eshkol is actually what that would translate to, and cut down from there a branch with a single cluster of grapes, and they carried it on a pole between two of them. They also brought some of the pomegranates and figs. That place was called Wadi Eshkol because of the cluster that the Israelites cut down from there. At the end of 40 days, they returned from spying out the land, and they came to Moses and to the congregation of the Israelites in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and to all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. And they reported to him and said, We came to the land to which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Yet the people who live in the land are strong, and the towns are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of Anak, or Anak, there. The Amalekites live in the land of the Negev, the Hittites, the Jebusites, and the Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live by the sea and along the Jordan. But Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and occupy it, for we are well able to overcome it. Then the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against this people, for they are stronger than we. So they brought to the Israelites an unfavorable report of the land that they had spied out. Some versions say an evil report. We'll get to why. The land that we have gone through as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people that we saw in it are of a great size. They saw the Nephilim, the Anakites came from the Nephilim, and to ourselves we seemed like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Amen. One of the most important things, if you give me a moment, we just kind of, kind of, as we jump into this, one of the most important things that we teach our children is their name. We teach them how to spell their name and even how to pronounce it, uh, first and last name. And it's important because you want children to be proud of what you name them. Uh, something actually that that bothered me at one point with my son was we taught him his name, and his name is Nathaniel. And and folk would ask, what's his name? We say Nathaniel, and then they say, well, what you call him? I'm like, I call him. Nathaniel, that's what I named him because, indeed, the meaning. There's meaning behind a name. We understand the necessity of a child identifying themselves and, uh, and their family. There's strength. There is strength in knowing who you are and knowing where you're from and knowing who sustains you. As we jump into this text, certainly just plainly called Choosing Your Identity, Scripture, we see that God tells Moses that it's time to go. They have been traveling through the land. They've gotten to a point. This is right where they're, they've gone to spy out the promised land that God said he was going to bring them from. It's been several months since they've left, not well, just a few months that since they left Egypt and God brought them out of Egypt and they're about to enter the promised land. However, this is that point where we see that they make a horrible decision and then have to wander for the rest of the book of Numbers uh, and the beginning of Deuteronomy, have to wander uh, in this wilderness. God tells them to go, and Moses indeed selects 12 men, each from the tribe, and then sends them out. But when he sends them out, he sends them out with a purpose. He says, go to the south country, that's Negev, or Negeb, uh, how it's written in, in your Bible But he says go to the south country Go to the hill country See what the land is like Are the people strong or weak Are the people many or few Is the land good or bad Are the towns open or walled in Is the land rich Is the land poor Are there trees 
or not and bring back some of the fruit with you. Well, they went into the land and spied it out for 40 days, and they reported what they saw. And I just want to highlight verses 27 through 29 where the Bible says, And they reported to him and said, We came to the land which you sent us. It flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Them saying this is that uh, cluster of grapes that they carried on a pole. Yet the people who live in the land are strong, and the towns are fortified and very large. And besides, we saw the descendants of of Anak there, and and the Amalekites live in the land of the south country, and the Hittites, Jebusites, Amorites in the hill country, and the Canaanites, they live by the sea and along the Jordan. Well, in response to that, Caleb is like, let's go get them. It's time to go, let's get up, let's go get this thing that God said he's going to give to us. But the ten spies at the end of the chapter, verses 31 through 33, said we are not able to go up against this people because they are stronger than us. So they brought the Israelites an unfavorable report of the land they spied out, saying the land we've gone through as spies is a land that swallows up its people, and all the people we saw in it are of a great size. We saw the Nephilim, and to ourselves, listen to the text, verse 33, and to ourselves we seemed like grasshoppers, and so we seemed to them. Lord, if I could we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Because sometimes the way we view ourselves is the problem with us being able to see where God is going to take us into. Well, some things to kind of note with the scripture. Typically, when you send spies out, it's for a purpose. You send spies out to discover what your enemy has. You send spies out to determine how they are fortified, to see what they possess. And most importantly, you send spies out to develop the strategy to overcome your enemy. With that, we got to note something. The strategy of all of this was given in verse number two, where God spoke to Moses and said, send men to spy out Canaan, which I am giving to the Israelites. I need y'all to catch this here. Which I am giving. The strategy is y'all just want to take a look. I'm giving it to you. Now he says, and there's something else to note, verse number two. It says he sent from each of their ancestral tribes, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. In other words, this was for all the leaders of each tribe, each of these 12 tribes of, of Israel, each a leader. Now, a chieftain, if you will, is to go check out what God was giving his own people. Well, right along that that point or, or, or seeing that right there, this indeed was just a recon mission. They were just gathering information and bringing it back. So when they go, here's, here's the truth, they go and what they see, they, they see it's full. They see the people are big, but really how they should have looked at it was look at how fruitful this land is. Look at how big these people are. Look at how walled and how fortified these cities are. This is what God is going to give to us. Big as they are, as fortified as they are, God is going to knock down walls and knock down giants and bless us with this, but they didn't see it like that. Another note, if I give you this here, that the spies spent 40 days in the land of Canaan, and something to note is that biblical numerology, that number means something, that 40 was a number that meant transition. They spent 40 days being a part of this land and seeing everything in this land. And no doubt if you spend 40 days anywhere, you want to make sure that you're sustained in the place that you are. And so they're in this land, being sustained by this land, seeing the blessedness of this land, and yet still come back 
and give an unfavorable report. Well, what they saw, these chieftains, is they saw that what God promised was absolutely true, which means that them being leaders, the people would really listen to them, and they brought back an evil report. Evil because it says the scripture, as we read, said unfavorable, but some translations say evil, and it's evil because with what they said, it went against what God said. God said, I'm going to give you a great land, and they said it ain't that great. This is contrary to what God said. Thus, it was an evil report. And now the nation of Israel, in this scripture, the people of God are doubting the promised land of God. If I could give you something to meditate on, not just for today, not just for tonight, but for the rest of the week, perhaps even for the rest of the year, just a thought to, 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 to uh, pick your brain or something to, to chew on, to meditate on, is verse 33 all the way to verse number 4 of chapter 14. I know I only read one chapter, but the Bible says, we seem like grasshoppers, and so we seem to them. Well, the first few verses of the next chapter says, Then all the congregation raised a loud cry, and the people wept that night. And all the congregation complained against Moses and Aaron. The whole congregation said to them, Would that we had died in the land of Egypt, or would that we had died in this wilderness. Why is, this, why is the Lord bringing us into this land to fall by the sword? Our wives and our little ones will become plunder. Would it not have been better for us, or would it not be better for us to go back to Egypt? So they said to one another, let's choose a captain and go back to Egypt. The ten spies shared what seemed to be the feeling of the people because they part of the people too. Once they heard that Anak's descendants were in the land, they believed the history of him and his people over what they had seen the Lord do when he freed them from Egypt, when he destroyed Egypt and plundered Egypt and plundered all of its false gods with the ten plagues, ten meaning all. So Egypt was obliterated by God that nothing in Egypt stood up to God and God freed them in a way they had never seen before. But they reacted to the message of the spies and they shared the real problem in reacting to the message. And the real problem with the Israelites at this point is that they were still slaves to the past. Why we say that? You see, they couldn't recognize that God delivered them their bondage. They couldn't recognize their identity in the moment. And they couldn't recognize that their past was destroyed by God moving the water. Their past was over, but they couldn't see it in the moment And so what they did was they wanted to run back to the past, run back to the comfort zone, run back to what was comfortable. If I give you a perspective, folks, tonight, do you know who you are? (laughs) I'm not talking about your race. I'm not talking about your gender. I'm not even talking about your name. I ain't talking about your street. I'm not talking about your city. I'm not talking about your favorite football team or basketball team or baseball team. I'm talking about who you are in Christ. I'm talking to Christians now. I need you to catch this. I'm talking about who you are in Christ. Dare I say that that in our society today, we have a society that doesn't know itself. Thusly, we see people that don't care for their life or the life of others. 
people are super focused and tend to be super focused on money like it's the answer to all of life's ills while some people that are super rich are killing themselves with drugs and other things, perhaps without noticing it. The church has also become influenced by the society. If you say that you're not, society's influenced you to lie even to yourself. Yeah, I said it. But the challenge from the word is to understand that we are indeed fearfully and wonderfully created. We are loved by God, and we ought to love God to truly understand how to love ourselves and others. And today, let me start first with the child of God. If you've obeyed the gospel, know you are a child of God. Your walking, your walking, your talking really needs to indeed reflect that. Your thinking ought to reflect that. But unfortunately, some of us are slaves to our past. You know, the stuff that was lost in the waters, in the baptism waters, and gets continually moved, First John 1, in the blood of Jesus. Lord have mercy. Some of us are slaves to our association. Some of us are slaves to our thoughts about ourselves, so much so that we won't become all that God has crafted us to be and become. What I share with you right now, Ken Cope, is a choice. You can look at everything in your life as a chain that shackles you, as a problem, and you can even look at the future like it's a problem like Israel did in the text, or you can believe everything that God says and desires you to be. You simply have to choose your identity. 2022 has been a monster of a year to some of us in some circumstance, but but in some circumstances, but but quite plainly, it doesn't mean that 2023 is. The question is, do you recognize who you are in Christ? Let me extend this just a bit further. There might even be some that are listening right now that are not in Christ. You've not obeyed the gospel. And some of you might feel like you're not worthy to obey the gospel. Did you know that God in his son came to die for the sins of the whole world? That means the best of us and the worst of us. And the truth of the matter is at one point in time, all of us have felt like the worst of us. We felt like we couldn't do anything right. We have felt like we, we couldn't get things straight. We we felt depressed and full of anxiety and, and kind of been restricted or felt trapped in that way or trapped in situations or trapped even at work or trapped in what we do and what we can become. And, and, and Christ offers Christ offers a life that is better than we could ever imagine. Dare I say, Ken, folks, friends, I need you to hear and understand that Jesus came and died for our sins on the cross. And at the same time he did that, he, he made a way for us to have access to the Father. Dare I say, for, for those who already obeyed the gospel, don't let bad stuff that has happened to you lead you away from God. Stick with him because he has a promised future for you. The issue is, or the, the choice right now is you have to choose to believe that God has better for you. And for those of you who've not obeyed the gospel, you don't even know what, what obeying the gospel is. Quite, quite simply, listen, if you believe that 
that, that Jesus came and died on the cross for the sins of the world. If you believe that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, that Jesus Christ is indeed the Son of God, you are a fit candidate to obey the gospel. What is obeying the gospel? It is doing what he said. Mark sixteen sixteen says, he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Listen, there is nothing too heavy in life that God can't forgive. Society would want you to believe otherwise. But the truth of the matter is, as much as society says that it ain't in Jesus, the same society has no solution for any of the ills that affect this society. You want a better life? Listen, God doesn't just forgive sin. God lifts, encourages, and buffets us to a better lifestyle with him. I was talking with my younger brother yesterday, and and something that he said that, 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 that struck me, he says, you know, sometimes, man, it just seems like we have people in the world that are choosing to live in hurt and are choosing not to be guided by God and his promises. God does not lie. He cannot lie. Today is the day to make the decision to change where you are right now. Today is the day to make sure that your identity is in Christ Jesus and not in opposition to him because he has eternal promises that will certainly bless us now and in the hereafter. That's my word for you this, this, this evening. Uh, as we go into 2023, there's a lot I know that is sitting on people's minds and just talking with people in the community, talking with people all around and just finding that some people just feel like they've been beaten down, but there's a way to get up, and that way is Jesus. I thank you for the, the opportunity to just share a little word. Certainly, I pray that I've encouraged somebody that's going through it right now, because a lot of us are, and I pray that you change your life. For those, I pray that you choose him and choose to identify yourself in him. And for those who are outside the body of Christ, I pray that you would choose to obey the gospel so that you live a better life than the one you're living right now. God bless you. God keep you. Uh, Brother Stevie, I I, I turn it right back over to you, sir. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. All right, you worshipers. Worship. Time to forget about all the trouble the devil's brought in our life. Give it over to God. Yeah. I want you to know right now at this time. We gotta give it praise. Let everybody worship the Lord. Come on, saints, it's worthy. Eradicate from your mind everything, all the pain and suffering that your troubles made. Worthy of the glory, give the praise. Oh, together we can, yes, we can. Troubles come, just hold 
You might have brought some trials. You might have brought some tribulations here this morning. You might be a little weary, but I came to tell you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Is your congregation in need of lending for a building or expansion project? As your partner and advocate, Diversified Financial Network will take the time to understand your unique situation and develop a financing solution that meets your specific need. It's an exciting time for your congregation. And what you need is a company with expertise in church financing early in the process. Call us today at 1-866-513-6665 or visit us at www.diversifiedfinancegroup.com. This is a program reminder. Stevie B's Media Production presents. We're airing live shows here on Blog Talk Radio. The telephone number to the live show is 713-955-0508. And the website to the Blog Talk Radio show is www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash gospel light radio show. Or you can just go to the Blog Talk Radio website. On Tuesday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, the second Tuesday of the month. We're host, I'm hosting a live show here, the What a Woman on the Radio Show. And on this show, we have a guest speaker from the Brotherhood of the Churches of Christ who'll be making their proclamation of the Gospel of Christ. And also during the show, we have the Community Corner segment for small business owners and entrepreneurs who have products and services for our community. And I also have four co hosts Luke Gilbert, who's the evangelist for Oakbrook Park Church of Christ there in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Isa Mullins, he serves with the Church of Christ there in Cary, North Carolina. And every fourth Tuesday of the month, my co-host, uh, Kelly Fletcher, she serves the Livingstone Church of Christ there in Indianapolis, Indiana. She has Kelly Fletcher's show. And on Thursday evening, each week from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, I'm hosting a live show, the Gospel Light Radio Show. And there are eight co-hosts on that show, these are my co-hosts who will be presenting lessons from the Word of God. And each week, I have two of my co-hosts on the air with me. I'm also taking a question from my social media platform on Facebook called Shout It Out. I'll be posing to one of my co-hosts on that live show as well. Then on Friday night, I'll be hosting a live show, Stevie B, Acapella Gospel Music Blast. And that show will air from 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. And on that show, I'll be playing some of the world's greatest acapella gospel music artists, the sweet sounds of voices, 
and we'll also be interviewing artists, producers, comedians, etc. We'll also be debuting new music and featuring old music on that broadcast. And every third Friday of the month, I'll be doing my Top 20 Countdown show. And this will be the last show for the year 2022 this Friday night. And then we have also have my own demand episode with a variety of musical there are a variety of musical platforms that you can listen to these podcasts on. Some of the major ones I always like to mention is Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, Amazon Music, and YouTube, just to name a few. I also have recorded version shows. These are just uh, mostly album debuts for artists that are releasing new music. And these shows can only be heard on iHeartRadio, on Deezer, and also on Amazon Music. Just search for Stevie B's recorded version show. I also want to thank all of our sponsors who are sponsoring these radio shows. If you want to become a sponsor, just contact my sponsorship manager, Michelle Marco from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Her telephone number is 954 687 47 the three E's of Stevie B's Big Production is the objective of this broadcast. We want to educate, we want to edify, we want to encourage you in a study of God's Word. And that will conclude our program announcements. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. My co-host, Ison Mullins, is up next. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. And if you miss me from singing, singing, and you can't find me nowhere, come on up to glory, glory. I'll be singing the best, yes I will, and I know the Lord, He will greet me, over yonder, over
What a word from the Lord radio show. Give your attention to the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now my co-host Isa Mullins and his subject, the gift giver. Good evening, good evening, brothers and sisters. I want to say once again, uh, thank you so much to Brother Butler for giving me this platform and this opportunity. My name is Brother Isa Mullins, and my title for this evening for our message is the gift giver the gift giver my brothers and my sisters this is one of my favorite times of the year and I remember as a young child doing extensive research with sale papers and Toys R Us catalogs cutting out pictures of toys and highlighting what I wanted and then I was uh, pasting and taping these pictures meticulously on poster board. I wanted my work to show how much I wanted these gifts because I was preparing to approach the gift giver. And in approaching the gift giver, my mindset was that he would see how hard I had worked and overlooked the other 364 days of the year that I had not always taken out the trash on time, that I have not cleaned my room, talked back to my parents at times, and not always done my homework in school, and sometimes didn't listen to my mother or my father, uh, fallen asleep during church services, and conducted countless rock fights in the parking lot of the church, sometimes even used some of my offering money to buy candy from the candy house down the street, amen? And somebody understand what I'm talking about, and the list goes on and on. Brothers and sisters, what I was hoping for was grace and mercy from the gift giver, that I might be granted a reprieve from my many offenses so that I might receive an outpouring of blessings, not contingent on my actions, but on the sincerity of my request. Brothers and sisters, now that I am older and I reminisce 
over this memory of this little boy who sought blessings from the gift giver but had not shown worthiness or even consistency to present this this request. I smile to myself thinking about 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 28 through 29. And it says, but let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. With verse 28 telling me to examine myself continuously ringing in my ears. My brothers and sisters, tonight, if I am to examine myself, what am I to see? Have I been honest? Have I been strong in faithfulness in the word? Have I been walking in righteousness? Have I edified my brothers and sisters continuously? Have I been patient with my family and my friends? Has my speech been godly? Have my thoughts, have they been pure and of good measure? Have I been proclaiming the word of God like I should this year? Because my brothers and sisters, despite my lacking in several areas of my life, I am a living witness to tell you all that God has never let me go hungry one day of my life. I have never needed shelter. I haven't lost my mind. I've been walking upright. I am not currently in prison. And I, I could be sleeping under a bridge and I could be fighting for my life in the hospital with doctors and nurses walking past me, shaking their heads. And brothers and sisters, I could be out of my mind on drugs. And my brothers and my sisters, I could be lying in my grave right now. But God said no and blessed me with brand new mercy and brand new grace. And I am thankful because the gift giver never, ever stopped giving. Now, I know that some of you mighty theologians might be saying to yourself, doesn't this man know about Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9? Because it reads, uh, Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. And to you tonight I say, yes, I am aware of this powerful verse. But yet while I am aware that it is not by my works that earns these gifts that I receive daily, I also know the price of the presence that many of us take for granted Every day. And so I cannot and I refuse to sit in church with my lips shut and my arms crossed. And I have to say thank you and amen because these gifts were paid in blood. I have to praise him because in spite of myself, he continuously keeps on and keeps on and he keeps on and he keeps on and he keeps on blessing me. Psalms 103 and 2 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and 
forget not all of his benefits. And Mark chapter 10, verse number 27 says, Jesus looked at them and said, With man it is impossible, but not with God. For all things are possible with God. And Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Hebrews 13 and 15 tells me that through him then let us continually offer up a sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Psalm 150 and verse number 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Luke 19, 37 through 40, And when he was come nigh, even now at the descent of the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to rejoice and praise God with a loud voice for all the mighty works that they had seen saying, Praise be the King that cometh in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven, and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees from among the multitude said, Master, rebuke thy disciples. And he answered and said unto them, I tell you that if these should hold their peace, the stones would immediately cry out. My brothers and sisters, tonight I praise him because he has been my gift giver in and out of season. I didn't have to wait until December to make my needs known. And have you ever, have you ever picked up your phone to make a desperate emotional phone call only to discover that there was no signal on your phone or no charge on that phone or maybe you forgot to or couldn't pay your bill, and therefore you had your T-Mobile or your Verizon services disconnected. My gift giver is always on the line, and I have free access to him 24-7, no matter where I am or what time it is. Psalms 121, verses 1 through 6, tells me that I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. And the Lord shall not smite thee day by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil, and he shall preserve thy soul. If I can be allowed this evening to take it just a step further, let me talk about him just a bit and tell you who this man is. My gift giver is everything and has been all that I have ever needed in my life. And when I went my own way and became lost and I could not find my way back, uh, let me tell you tonight that he became my good shepherd. John 10, 11 tells me that I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. When I had committed sin and Satan had whispered in my ear, he 
He told me that I was unworthy to even call his name, that I was undeserving to live. I was, undes- I was undeserving to be saved. I was undeserving to even reach out for help. I became so ashamed that I became consumed by depression and loneliness. At that point, he became my sacrifice. First John 4 and 10 says, this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us, and he sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. As I became older and traveled far, far away from home all over the world, I heard many, many things and heard many theories on Buddha and John Wesley on the Pope and Muhammad and Gandhi and Martin Luther and Minnow Simmons and John Calvin and John Smith and John Knox and Joseph Smith and Gerald Gardner, Wallace Ford and Muhammad and Clarence 13X and Anton Levy and with so much information I became bombarded with different views on which way I should worship and whom should I trust. And at that point, he became the Word. John 1 and 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I'll tell you this evening, he didn't just become the Word. He led me to the Word. Matthew 17, 4 and 6 tells me, Then then Peter answered and said to Jesus, that, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And verse number 5 tells me that while he was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hear him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were greatly afraid. This evening, I feel the need to speak to you for just a minute more. I I know that there is someone out there right now that has been chained up by sin, consumed by doubt, surrounded in shame, and that's not all. Satan just told you that you cannot call on, you better not call on, you don't have the audacity to call on the name of Jesus, and you just went, you you went too far, and there's no way that you can come back now, and if you go back to that church, they are just going to talk about you and judge you and make you feel even worse, and he's been telling you that no one has fallen off like you, so you just better keep hiding that sin because there's no way that you can shake this addiction. And I'm telling you today that Santa Claus can't help you out of this one, but my my gift giver is right there ready to clean you and lift you up. John 8:36 says, if the Son sets you free, 
you will be free indeed. Isaiah chapter 1 and verse number 18 says, Come now, let us settle this matter, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. And Ephesians chapter 1 and verse number 7, it says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in a According with the riches of God's grace in Micah chapter 7 and verse number 18 through 19, it tells me that who is a God like you who pardons sin and forgives the transgression of the remnant of his inheritance. You do not stay angry forever, but delight to show mercy. You will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl all our iniquities into the depths of the sea. I encourage you this evening, tonight, to become to become familiar with the gift giver. He wants to be your healer. He wants to be your redeemer. He wants to be your friend. He wants to be everything you ever needed. Everything you wanted, he has always been. He just wants to come into your life and embrace you and replace your doubt with fear. Replace your fear with faith. Replace your depression with the peace that passes all understanding. I don't know is there anyone out there that is tired of the same problem, standing there looking at you in the face every morning and harassing you every night. So you can't even rest. There is a huge difference in sleeping and resting in God's peace. There is a God who loves you and wants you to feel his love. John 16 and 33 says, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. There are certainly going to be bad times. There are going to be uncertain times, times of fear, times where you are going to feel like that there is no way out, but God is offering you peace, the peace that you can keep going on when others have thrown in the towel hung their heads and have begun to let go of hope. But God is standing there knocking at your door, wanting to give you the gift of peace and joy. Can we count our blessings starting today? Let us not forget all the help God gave us along the way. Shelter for our heads and keeping us fed, never giving up on us but loving us instead. Being the way maker, being our everlasting peace, giving us faith and making it increase despite the rain and all of my pain, it's all worth it because it's with him I reign. Blessing me with hope when trials overcame, didn't know what to say sometimes so I just called your name. When I stood guilty, laid low and needed a lift, Jesus Christ arrived right on time as the ultimate treasured gift. Sinking in sin, humiliated as Satan hovered, 
Jesus raised me up and told me through his blood I am clean with his sacrifice. I am covered. Saints, I know who my Redeemer is, and I know his name. He is Jesus Christ, the gift giver. Saints, my brothers and my sisters, everyone listening this evening, please, I, I beg of you, I implore you with every, every bit of my heart, do not go into this new year pretending that you do not need him. Do not allow the guilt of sin, of worry, the pain of your past, it can be lifted. Your burdens can and will be left at the foot of the cross. If you, are, if you have not yet become a Christian, Christ died so that you can be with him forever clean, washed. Whether you need to repent or put him on in baptism, Jesus Christ died to give you the gift of being a new creature in him. Deuteronomy 4 and 29 says, but if from hence thou shalt seek the Lord thy God, thou shalt find him, if thou shalt seek him with all thy heart and all thy soul. Tonight you heard the gospel according to Romans 10, 17, John 8 and 32. All that is left for you to do is to believe the gospel, Hebrews 11, 6 and John 20 and 31. Then you must repent of your past sins, according to Luke chapter 13 and 3 and Acts 17 and 30. Then you confess faith in Jesus Christ, Matthew 10 and 32. Then you must be baptized, according to Galatians chapter 3 and 27, Mark 16 and 16 and Acts 2 and 38. And then you must be faithful unto death, Revelations chapter 2 and 10. My brothers and sisters, God has done his part. Will you do yours? My brothers and sisters, I pray that you have a wonderful evening. I pray that something was said tonight, that you will understand that who really loves you, he is the gift giver. God bless you, and have a good evening. You are listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? With all the talk, what is your goal? Now that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know that heaven is my goal. No matter what they say, call me and I'll go. I'll tell you, I'm not saying. Lord, I hear the streets are paved for pure and gold. Breath of God flow gently through my soul. Pearly gate shine sparkles on a rainbow beam. Lord, I give my all to you. Please make my dreams come true.
world is all the heaven we are gonna get. But here's no perfect peace. That's why I'm from the Lord Radio Show. Ladies and gentlemen, that is our show. We did have a guest scheduled for the Community Corner, but that guest was a no-show, so we must keep pushing on. But I do want to thank both of my speakers on the show this evening, Kenneth Spence and my co-host, Isa Mullins. Great lessons from the Word of God. We certainly appreciate their efforts on this broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't take any of this for granted, and I thank everyone who participates in these shows on a weekly basis. What a blessing it is that we're able to uh, proclaim the word of God. And this show is on a global scale. Just so you know, uh, this show is on a global scale, and we're trying to fulfill our commission to preach the gospel all over the world. And I just certainly appreciate all those who are involved in these shows each week. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for spending some time with us in the study of God's word. It's my prayer that the lessons that were presented on this broadcast have been beneficial to your spiritual lives and that your relationship with the Lord has been strengthened because you're not only tuning in this radio broadcast, but you've given yourself over for a study 
of God's word. So until we meet again, may God continue to bless your lives and may he bless you real, real good. You've been listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. On behalf of my co-hosts, Isaac Mullins, Lou Gibber, and Kelly Fletcher, we really do appreciate your love and support for these programs. I'm your host, Stevie R. Butler. Good night, everybody. God bless you. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord radio show. I'm grasping for a grip that my faith won't slip As I travel on this spiritual road trip Up and down I go Where I stop, nobody knows But God, He holds the future Whole wide world in His hands My plans are not His plans, yeah He will make a way out of no way He's a